Welcome all to the Saints and Savages podcast, our first ever podcast episode. I'm here. My name is Mike, and I'm joined by my co-hosts Brian and Kyle. You guys want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, sure. Hey, uh, everybody. My name is Brian. I'm originally from uh, California, unfortunately, and uh, <laughs> 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 lived all over the United States. I've lived in about eleven different states, uh, dozens of cities. Uh, I've lived in two different countries, in, in uh, Japan. In England, and uh, I was in the military. I was a hospital corpsman, so I was uh, I was in the navy, but I uh, served with the Marines. So wore the uniform, did all the stuff that they did. Stationed out in Okinawa, had a lot of fun with those guys. Um, got out of the military, went to college, uh, went to uh, an HBCU called Clark Atlanta University in Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm a member of Alpha Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. I'm a amateur photographer. I guess everybody's an amateur photographer nowadays because Instagram and all this stuff. So, <laughs> uh, I'm an author. Wrote two books. Uh, the the best known one is uh, the Man Law Bible, which you can find on Amazon. Please support me. And uh, I am a, an aspiring um, leather crafter. So, awesome. Oh. Uh, I'm Kyle. I have do not have nearly as long as the resume that Brian does. <laughs> um, I've only lived in the U.S. Um, I've been to Mexico once on a cruise. Um, yeah, and that's about what consists of my foreign travel. <laughs> um, I am the sole token ginger of this podcast, and uh, contrary to popular belief, I do have a soul. Mm. I'm happy, pleased to report that. Um, but yeah, all joking aside, oh, that was really loud. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, I'm glad we were finally able to get this thing going, and looking forward to the conversations we'll be having, and hope everyone enjoys it. Welcome. Awesome. Thanks. Well, my name is Mike. I'm also one of the co-hosts here. Um, I'm also the guy pushing all the buttons, doing all the sound. So please bear with us if you might hear some uh, loud banging. But um, I'm also from California. I'm originally from Mexico, so I'm an immigrant to to the U.S. But uh, I think that gives me a token. The token uh, immigrant. The token immigrant. <laughs> so you know, um, I can I can play my uh, my race card whenever I want to. <laughs> But I think it gives me a fresh perspective, and you know, um, I think think nowadays I think that's that's what's really important for for podcasts. You know, having having different ideas coming from all over the world and and uh, joining together in a in a common cause. And I'm I'm, I'm glad we're we're starting this. And you know, with that said, I mean, this podcast is it's all about you know fresh ideas, ideas that you know aren't censored, and and we can openly discuss all topics, you know, good or bad, and tough and not so tough. I guess, especially nowadays, I think you know a lot of people softball a lot of topics um and, and a lot of podcasts and you know if we, if we get canceled so be it um but we will find a way to to get the message out there and our ideas and again this th- these are our ideas and you know our opinions so take them take them with a grain of salt and however you want but i think that's um that's really what this what this podcast is about just a couple guys chilling talking and busting each other's balls about stuff yeah uh, <clears throat> ultimately i don't think uh we have any intentions of doing this podcast to change anybody's minds. However, if somebody is open-minded and they're thinking and they're, they're looking around and they happen to find us and, and they're willing to, to, you know, kind of think things through and do some research, um, then, you know, we'll be glad to accept them in and, and embrace them into our, uh, our little community. And, uh, f- you know, ultimately we just want to, you know, express our, our ability to, um, have an opinion and and we know that there's a lot of people out there that are hungry for what other people are thinking 
uh, we see what's happening in the media and the media is just tanking, you know, they keep trying to hide it, but you see the, you know, the things that are happening with just say, for instance, Joe Rogan, you know, and, uh, Ben Shapiro before that, and, and that you're having these podcasters that are becoming the centerpiece for the voice of, of the nation. And it's all because it's, they have an opinion. They do talk about facts. Absolutely. But they ultimately it comes down to, what do you think? And I think that's what's happening in homes everywhere. You know, um, people are just, they're having these conversations and they're wondering, it's like, man, are other people thinking the way I'm thinking? And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to think the way that we're thinking and that we have to think the way you think. But ultimately it's that um, if you, if you have that open mind of, you know, I, uh, I think maybe that there's issues with uh, what's going on with the government or I think that there's issues <laughs> going on with, whatever that's happening in this world that other people are going to probably have those same concerns. And that's what we want this podcast to be about. Yeah. And going along with kind of what you were saying, Mike was, um, you know, my expectation for this was just kind of having a place to discuss kind of the good, the bad, the ugly, weird, funny. Um, Cause the, I mean, we won't always have, you know, super serious conversations. There'll be, you know, a lot of ball (laughs) busting, but there will be times where we, you know, we'll take on kind of more difficult topics and, and uh, discuss them. And yeah, I agree. I think it's, I think people are craving just kind of authenticity. Um, Cause I don't think they get that from <laughs> the corporate media by any stretch of the imagination. Um, that's why people like Joe Rogan, why they trust him more than um, and other, why they're going more and more to podcasting. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, you don't have to agree with us, um, but at least we're, we want to have that open conversation and, and uh, yeah, hopefully everyone enjoys it. Yeah. I think podcasting has been getting super huge, especially since the COVID lockdowns. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody's been just craving for human interaction, whether it be virtual or in person. And, you know, I think that that brings us into a, a good segue into our, our first story ever, which is that the new COVID uh, restrictions are going to be taken down. Woo! So this, yeah. this is uh, from CNN. It says, uh, growing number of states, major cities lift COVID-19 restrictions. And I think this is a story that you, you brought us, right, Kyle? Yeah, this is something that I saw um, on CNN. Um, and I think this is good news for everyone. Because regardless of where you stood with, you know, the whole COVID restrictions, even people who were very, very pro-COVID restrictions, are, honestly, at this point, we're going, what, into year, is it year two? Yeah, two, I think we're three. about to sell. I think we just celebrated the, the two years to slow the spread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two years of two weeks. Two, no, two years to slow the spread. Of the two weeks. Of the two weeks. <laughs> I'm just making fun of it. <laughs> I, I, I re, re, uh, rebranded it. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I think at this point, everyone, even people who were very pro-COVID restrictions are now at the point where we're like, okay, like, we're done with this. Um, it seems like the goalpost is constantly being moved. Um, you know, at first it was get the vaccine and you won't get COVID. So people got the vaccine, still got COVID. Um, well now you gotta get a booster and you should be good. Got the booster. People are still getting COVID. People are still diving from COVID. Um, you know, so at least for me, when I saw this, I was like, thank goodness. Like, cause at this point it's, I feel like it's more like an endemic. It's kind of like, uh, kind of like the flu. Like it's just something that we're going to have to learn to coexist with. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, I mean, do you guys see that article today about the CDC? Um, they f- they found out that they've been hiding a ton of uh, data about boosters. Oh, who knew? Who? Yeah, C- exactly. The CDC <laughs> did. Gosh, such, such a bastion <laughs> of, of truth and, and knowledge. But yeah, they they um, I forgot who was the one that reported it, but they they said that the CDC had ju- was just caught, you know, kind of hush hushing a bunch of data about boosters. I don't know what the data is. I wasn't really able to read too into it, but I mean, just the fact that they did that kind of. Um, should turn some heads, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, think, you, saw, you saw the delay that they did with, uh, especially with the booster for the is it the kids five five, year, five years on and, and under, I think, right? Yeah, they were yeah, like, but, oh, it's all proved, it's almost pretty much all approved, and then suddenly they yeah. were like, just kidding, or we're not going to prove it just yet. It's like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I think the the biggest like pie in the face with all of this though has always just been the hypocrisy and the uh, you know changing the rules we're going to do this then we're not going to do this and then we're you know we're gonna it's just ad infinitum everybody's heard all the different things with the masking and whatnot so <clears throat> i think this definitely of lifting covid restrictions is like first of all we don't need anybody's permission to do any of this it's like most of us have been living our lives just perfectly fine <laughs> i stopped going to any place that is like, hey, you got to wear a mask, I just turn around and walk out. Um, I think the last place that we were at, I almost ruined my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were in a, uh, a restaurant, which I won't name, in D.C., and, and uh, I almost walked out because uh, literally walked in and nobody's wearing a mask, sitting down. Everybody has seen this stuff before, and then they're just like, you got to wear a mask. And I'm like looking around, I'm like nobody is wearing a mask here, not a single person. And I'm like, well, we're going to go sit outside. And they're like, we well, got to put on a mask to go outside. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> like, this is just idiotic beyond anything. Yeah. We c- and it's like, I, I was in the medical field. If, and my brother, you know, he's a traveling nurse. And I'm yeah. not going to say where he's at either, but you know, he does pretty well. And even him, like from the beginning, my brother was telling me, he's like, dude, these masks don't work, man. He's like, it's, it's garbage. He's like, it's all a show. We do it in the hospitals because it's a show. He's all like, I don't care what they're telling you. He's all like, <laughs> he's like, if they really wanted you to be protected against this stuff, they'd have you wearing, you know, it would be mandatory. One, that guys like us with beards, you would have to shave your beard, right? Because in the yep. military, if you wear a gas mask, a beard does not help you, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's the same thing with these masks. A beard right. is not going to protect, is not going to help you when you're wearing the stupid mask, okay? So then you would have to have a specific mask. It would have to be named like the N95 or whatever, or even higher, P100 or the, you know, the respirators yeah. that you do when you're, when you're, you know, actually working, you know, sanding or something like that. Um, but the stupid, the face covering, that that's the one thing that just irritated me all the time. You have to have a face covering on. I'm like, <laughs> why can't I just put my hand over my mouth? It's the same exact thing. I mean, I thought one of the funniest things was it was like, what, a week ago or two weeks ago, the guy got kicked off the plane because he had his wife's panties over his face. Or something oh, like yeah. That. I was like, dude, classic. <laughs> or also like all those stories of, of women there like at a supermarket. And they're like, hey, ma'am, you have to wear a mask. And they just they just literally take off their panties they're wearing and put them all over the face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just the, like, oh, okay. Or the guy that was in like Canada and he was like trying to smell a candle and they're like, they have the video. It's like, he's like, I'm literally just trying to smell the candle. And he's like, I pulled out my mask and you just hear this guy in the background, put your mask on. And, you know, and he's like, I'm try- how do I smell the candle with the face mask on? He's like, it's two seconds, you know. But, yeah, it's just – it's it's overtime. It should have been done a long time ago. Um, and and if this was really a, a thing that they were concerned about, they should have, they should have you know, done, hey, everybody locked down, two weeks, no work, right? Yeah. Because I was one of those those idiots out there having to work mm. while everybody else was sitting at home enjoying their, their time off, you know. <laughs> the COVID vacay. Yeah, I'm working. And it's like even when we it, when we had people who we worked with got COVID and they're like, nope, you got to keep working. And I'm like, this isn't serious. 
Yeah, not- I mean, well, you know it's not serious like the, the Super Bowl, right? They had a strict mask mandate, and of course it's California. So, you know, it's still mask and mandates and everything. <laughs> Except for every single celebrity that was there. I don't think I saw a single celebrity that had any mask on. They're all, like, hanging out, freaking breathing on each other, spitting on each other, whatever it is, but no masks. And then, you know, when, when people when people call them out, they're like, oh, well, you know, they they were... They were they were just having fun, you know. They're like, what was it? The the mayor of uh, Chicago. She was like, oh, I was just feeling the spirit when she yeah, was caught yeah. maskless too at a game. <laughs> no, no, she she was at a she was at a um uh jazz, jazz she was concert. at a concert yeah. with uh, Tony Tony Tony. And don't get me wrong, I love Tony Tony Tony, but it's like, don't give me your hypocrisy crap. Everybody has to wear a mask, but me, you know. Rules for thee, not for me, you know. Same yeah. thing with with uh, our Lord and Savior Nancy Pelosi. Right. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. blow me. Get her your hair done. You know, but it's okay <laughs> out there for her to go get her hair done while everybody's locked up. You know, and I think yeah. it was the same thing with uh, what's her face in uh, Chicago, the mayor of Chicago, Lori oh, Lightfoot. Lori Lightfoot. Same thing. Lori oh, I have to get, foot, my, whatever, I have to get yeah. my hair done because I'm on TV, and it's like it it, it, it was insane. You know, but we, of course we know that right that COVID has has priorities. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Right. You know, as long as you're staying home and as long as you're sitting down at a certain level, you can be at certain places. Or if you're burning down cities and mm-hmm. shooting people, you're okay mm-hmm. with that too. So, Oh, but but schools, COVID permeates it no matter what if you're sitting down. Yeah. I mean, you saw Stacey Abrams um, <laughs> with with a bunch <laughs> of mass kids. But no, she's in the middle of every single of these kids. Oh, yeah. And she's I did massive. See she, 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 she took the picture down like her ASAP. Career, her career was already torpedoed as it was. You know, the you know she still hasn't oh. she still hasn't uh, conceded her uh, governorship yet. There, <laughs> but really, yeah, she's still, <laughs> so it's like her 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 whole career has been torpedoed. <laughs> but that just ruined that. Just she set it on fire. You know, on that one, it was like she had to go in and apologize for it, and it's just like you got well, these little kids. It was just like it's, people aren't people aren't dumb. Like, mm-hmm. and I've uh, like people are going to see this and they're going to see it for what it is. Um, and so it's just, I just think it's kind of funny that, yeah, you're seeing more and more of, of these like stories and pictures come out and it's all like people see the hypocrisy and people as a rule don't, you know, don't like it. So well, they're going to push back against it. There's, there's certain workplaces where it's like, you know, you, you, you have to wear a mask in the workplace still. Right. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, do you not understand that these people walk out or out of the building, they go have lunch together they sit in the same car, they don't wear a mask, and then they come back to work, and then they go to their, their office space, and then they sit in their office space, and they don't wear a mask, but you're making them wear a mask anytime they, they get up and walk around the rest of the building. It's like, this, this is stupid, guys. It's like, stop it. Yeah, I, I always thought it was hilarious, yeah, going to the restaurants and being like, you got to wear a mask. But once you get to the table and sit down, COVID can't touch yeah, you yeah. now. It's all like, I oh. mean, this is this is what's going to happen. I mean, go woke, go broke. All these places that are that are just keep keep pushing and instituting these things, they're just going to go out of business, man, because the regular normal people are going to be like, what do you mean I have to wear a mask to walk three feet to sit down? I think um, Tim Poole from the Tim Poole, the, the Tim, Tim Cast IRL show, he, he was talking about a story when he went to um, I think sushi a sushi restaurant yeah. in, in Fredericks. Was it Fredericks or? Uh, it's up my way in Harpers Ferry. Yeah, it's over in Harpers Ferry. And he... He walked in. They're like, "Oh, you got to put your mask on." He's like, "But we just want to sit right there." And they're like, "Yeah, but you have to wear your mask." He's like, "To walk and sit, just to take my mask off." He's like, "Nobody here is wearing a mask," 
And they, they kept pushing it. So he's like, you know what? I'm out of here. He drove five minutes to a different sushi place that didn't require it. So guess yeah, what? No, they got their business. I think it was in Maryland yep. of all places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, screw that, man. <laughs> but it's right on the border. So like that whole Maryland area, that's yeah. all. It's basically West Virginia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's on this side of the Potomac. It's on the fringe. <laughs> it's West Virginia. They, all, all of those Marylanders just look over the state line. They're like, <sighs> Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Like when this whole thing was in full, full, you know, blow, everybody's wearing masks. And it's like I would go home and I'd cross the border into, you know, Freedomistan out there in the West Virginia land. And it was great. You know, walking into Walmart and I get, to be, I get to be around my Walmart people. Nobody's wearing a mask. <laughs> Everybody that has a beard and like a hat just looks at you and you just. You get the nod. You just nod. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> What do we got next? Yeah, well, I mean, let's let's take a look. Uh, I think something really important was um, these uh, these social media companies, man, and the hypocrisy that's that's just permeating all of them, right? I mean, the worst of the worst of the people for some reason always end up at these big companies, and I mean that no, nothing exemplifies that more than like this this story that we're going to bring up next. Facebook executive fired after allegedly caught in child sexting. Who was the one that brought this story? I think it's Ryan, right? Yeah, yeah. Ryan's. So, of course, if you've been paying attention to anything lately, however, for those who haven't been paying attention and this is your first time coming across this, I'm going to enlighten you on some things. So, uh, there's been so far two pretty high-level people at CNN who are fired, not not running CNN, but they're producers, mm-hmm. right, yep. for prompt predominant shows over there, who were fired, caught, uh, sex trafficking children, right? One of them was actually working with one of the mothers of the kids, which is just insane. Oh, yeah. And, like, she got him on, on recording, right, saying, yeah. like, how he wants to... Get... Yeah, he was into certain Ugh. things, like having to subservient girls. I'm sure I'm butchering that word, but, you know, and and training a girl to be subservient to a man or something like that, yeah. right? But the, she's, like, 10, right? Let's just say, let's just say, because uh, I'm, I'm probably not 100% certain on this, she's under 15, Right. Yeah. She. she yeah. She was. She's yeah, a minor. She's really young. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And the so, fact that the mom was in on it was. Oh yeah. No, yeah. It was yeah. disgusting. Yeah. And you know the uh you know we're gonna get to the story in just a second too but you know there's there's an entire uh group out there called uh, what is it Operation Underground Railroad. Oh yeah. Which mm-hmm. I will tout them every single day. They don't have to pay me a dime to advertise them on the, on our show at any point in time. I will speak about them all the time so operate operation underground War, railroad they uh they work with uh with glenn beck and and mm-hmm. his uh company out there in uh, texas and they they go around the country you know and the world going after sex traffickers right mm-hmm. i mean the worst of the worst people on earth and i know kyle you you know the guy that runs it right? yeah so i've met uh tim ballard um and yeah some of the stories he had that he was able to share with us we got to have lunch with him one time. And, Can you uh, give us a little background, Tim? Uh, so Tim Ballard, he, I believe he started out um, at CIA. Mm-hmm. I think he was there for a while, and then he transitioned over to, I believe, DHS. Mm. And then um, while he was working at DHS, um, his boss came in one day and told him he wanted him to head up a new like task force on human trafficking. And... Um, Specifically for ages like, I want to say like three to eleven, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he so he started he headed that up and kind of what oh, made no, no, it. Hold on, he didn't want to do it. No, no, no. It, in fact, him and his when 
he said what him and his wife, when he decided to go to work in government, um, his him and his wife made like a pact with one another that they wouldn't get into that because they were worried about how it would affect him mm. and how it would like change him and how it would affect their family and whatnot. And so when he got, he was saying that when he got, and obviously I may be missing some some details, but um, when he got the job, when his boss came and told him that, he went home that night, told his wife, and uh, from my understanding, she was like, absolutely not. Like, we've already, you know, we've already had this discussion. We already made this decision that we weren't going to touch this kind of stuff. And um, so he said that they went to bed that night and he woke up the next morning ready to go in and tell his boss no. And it was like, I think his wife, like right before he left, I think his wife rolled over and was like, um, I think maybe she had a dream or something like that. Yeah. Um, and was like, you you need to do this. Um, like, we need to do this. And so that's, so he went in and, so that was kind of his background, if I remember correctly. Um, and then there was, specifically, there was two cases that really like, made him leave uh, government and started start Operation Underground Railroad. Um, one was in a case in Haiti, and then there was another one, I believe, in Colombia. Um, and uh, he had promised, it was like there was a, a, a son, um, um, this guy's son had got kidnapped in Haiti, in Haiti yeah. on, on their way back from church. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yes. and uh, he actually... He actually happened to be um, uh, LDS, mm. and he was the local bishop of the ward. Mm. And it was his son that got kidnapped. I think he was walking home from church, and um, he said he met he met this guy, and he was like, "The story really, or the case really hit close to home for me." And and I promised this guy that I would I would find his son, and um, and then he went back, um, I think back to DC. And his boss, and he told his boss, like, "Hey, I need to go back." And he was like, "No." And he's like, "We, we're not going to send you back there." Mm-hmm. And so it was like that, and like another another case that happened. I believe it was in Colombia, um, that really pushed him to be like, "Okay, if I want to be able to help as much as I can, like, I'm going to have to start my own thing." Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, all the red tape, right? Always gets in the way. Yep. Well, we bring that up, and you know, we kind of go down that rabbit hole on that, but it's important. And we, we do that to set up the story. So uh, a corporate director, and this is coming from uh, Just the News, a corporate director at Facebook, and they say corporate director, but apparently this guy, like, heads meta. Like, he's, like, one of the global top dogs of, of this whole new mm-hmm. meta thing. Uh, but a corporate director at Facebook is out of the company after the release of what appeared to be a footage of him being caught in an underage sexting operation. Uh, should we say his name? I'll just leave it out. Okay. You can look it up. But uh, but uh, this this monster of a human being, formerly a manager of global community development at Facebook, <clears throat> parent company, and if you go to his Facebook page, it's gone. His Twitter is gone. Oh, yeah. Everything's what? completely wiped, you know. Uh, and I'm sure that's probably his lawyers are, are doing this, you know. Right. You got you to gotta take this stuff down, and Facebook's probably trying to distance themselves, as they should. Um, this gentleman, he departed uh, – well, no, not sorry, not a gentleman – the scumbag departed the company after a video uh, of the apparent bust was posted to the YouTube channel of the amateur group PCI Predator Catches Indianapolis. So I caught wind of this. I was watching. I was doing some research for our first show. 
and I was watching uh, uh, the quartering. And uh, so he brought it up on his show, and I immediately, I Googled it, right? Nothing. Couldn't find anything on Google, mm. right? So then I go over to Bing, nothing. Nothing's coming up anywhere. Couldn't find it anywhere. The story did not exist except these two uh, YouTube channels. And now it's just finally starting to come up. Like, I didn't hear about it on the news. I couldn't find it on Fox. I couldn't find it on, on you know, even the sites that I like, Daily Wire, uh, mm-hmm. The Blaze, stuff like that. It wasn't coming up anywhere. Now, to a lot of these people's credit, they're probably also trying to do their research to figure out, is this something that really happened, right? You know, because we we've probably all seen those show to catch a predator and stuff like that. You right. know, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, awesome ways to catch these these dirtbags in action. And that's pretty much what I th- what they did on this thing. And right. they have him on video admitting to what he was doing. And so, you know, good luck to him, but uh, I'm sure there's a special place in hell for this guy. So, Yeah, I mean, I just... I can't believe that people like this are, are working in, in places like Facebook, man. I mean, well, you had what's his face that used to work. Remember, remember, uh, what's his face from uh, Subway? Oh, oh gosh, what's J- his name? Jared, Jared, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy. He, you know, he he went to prison for for uh, child porn. You know, I don't think he was actually doing anything with kids, but he went to jail for child porn. But then you have these two guys at CNN. Same thing. Two two guys uh, uh, messing with kids at CNN and and get you, you can't. You can't find it on CNN. They're not talking about it, of course, right? They're trying to save no. face. But you don't see it on their sister sites like MSNBC. You don't see it on the Huffington Post. You don't see it on on the Slate. You don't see it on any of these liberal websites. You know? Yeah, it's funny, man. Because if, if this happened to, like, let's say a, a, a right-leaning, you know, Trump. podcaster, celebrity Trump, Trump whatever. <laughs> let's, let's be real, Trump. Um, this would be plastered. All over the legacy media pages. Absolutely. Everywhere. They'd be talking about 24-7. Hey, we got to lock this guy up. He needs to be in jail for the rest of his life. Blah, 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 blah. Well, how long did Jeffrey Epstein go without having, like, he got caught, but they still let him run around kind of free for a long time? So, I think uh, Project Veritas, they were, they, this is one of their exposés that, uh, an anchor from a certain news news organization, they, they caught her on tape saying like, hey, we had this story for years yeah, since like yeah, 2006 or eight or something yep. like that. We had, we had excerpts, we'd have, we had testimonies, mm-hmm. we had, we had video or, or a bunch of all that stuff. Fact check me on that stuff. But they said that she, she was caught on tape saying that they had all that, but the, the network squashed it. Yeah. They did not want to post anything because of. Let's let's be real here. Who whoever Epstein's clients were, right? They're like high echelon people. They, they they're probably owners of, of of the media company themselves, right? Well, well thing, it's, oh, sorry, I was gonna say the thing that I want to know, like especially with the whole um, Glenn Maxwell, mm-hmm. it was like she was convicted, but then everything else was like sealed. Yeah, it was well, like, it's a good thing we it, caught her, right? It's, it's a good like thing. so we caught her, but we don't want to go after. Yeah, I think <laughs> we, we got this discussion held. before. I, it's the same thing as RICO cases, right? When when the FBI or DEA or ATF, they go after these big drug busts, right? Right. And they do the RICO cases. So they get the doughboy on the corner, right? Yep. They get that guy, and they get him to flip, and he gives up a bigger guy, and they get him, and they get him to flip, and they keep going up, and they get the bigger, pe- the bigger people, right? The bigger fishes. Right. So Glane Maxwell is providing a service to somebody out there in in the world, but we're not going to talk about who that service was provided for. Like these right. kids, we weren't. She wasn't sex trafficking. Sex. She wasn't like providing them for sex and not offering the sex to anybody. Somebody was buying it. Somebody yeah. was buying these kids. Somebody was trafficking these kids. Right. Glane yep. Maxwell was just a setup person. She was the doughboy in the corner. Okay. Granted, she's an evil human being. 
but she was the doughboy on the corner. Who are these people that were buying this? You know, and, and again, I don't care political affiliation. I don't care if these people are members of any church. I don't care any of these things, man, woman, whatever. Find out who they are, send them in a deep, dark hole somewhere, and disappear them. You know? Yeah, I mean... Get them out of society. Everybody knew this. And, like, there was there was a bit of traction when, when she was first arrested and, you know, charges were being brought. But then, like, the the story about, like, who the prosecutor was was, like, Comey's <laughs> daughter. And then the judge who was presiding over the, the case, she had some conflict of interest as well. But she had been promoted. She was promoted the day before the trial. Like, her, her I don't know what kind of promotion a judge gets, but she was promoted the day before the trial. And then they find her guilty, obviously, because the FBI apparently when they raided, you know, Epstein's um, condo in New York or something, they found like hundreds of hours of video, which they mysteriously lost. You know, freaking FBI is like a sieve, man. Everything just just disappears there. And then and then as soon as she's found guilty, they seal the records. Like, why would you seal the records? Yeah. Why? There is absolutely, um, you know, even if it was for like national security, like every single name on that thing was was sealed because of national security. I don't think so, man. Yeah. You know, this, this, this just stinks to high heaven and nobody ever, and the, the story has just disappeared. But then just, what is it? Yesterday or the day before we had, um, another one of Epstein's, um, uh, compatriots, let's call him. Um, I think it was his pimp, right? He was, he was like a model agency. Yeah. yeah. Director or something like that. He was the one that supplied most of the girls to, to Epstein and, and Gislin, whatever her name is. And he was just found uh, dead in his in a cell uh, from a parent's suicide. <laughs> from a parent's suicide, and of course the, the, cam- the, the cameras pumped. went down again, right? And Did the guards just, fall asleep. Yeah, and, and you know the guards probably going to get a nice new cushy job or house in in you know wherever wherever this guy was you know imprisoned. But it's just it just stinks to high heaven, man. And nobody nobody wants to report on. Well, it, it, to me, it, like, it, and granted, it wasn't necessarily to this level, but it was bad. Well, like, we saw the stuff in Loudoun County, right? That guy that had, he flipped out, you know, we didn't know why. He got arrested. Oh, he was school board? He, yep, he flipped yep. that one. Okay, he flipped out. They got arrested. They made fun of him because his pants were down and all this stuff. And here's this yeah. here's this right-wing nut job, blah, blah, blah. Come to find out the reason why he did that, right? And this was, like, almost a year later or something like that. You know, Daily Wire actually went and investigated it and found mm-hmm. out why. His daughter was molested, right? She was molested by by a boy at the school, right? A self-declared trans trans boy or a woman who, because of the laws and, and that were passed, was able to use the, the girl's bathroom and molest her. Right. But it was, she wasn't the only one. There was two girls. He was already, um, had already been arrested and charged with, um, I don't remember what the charge was. You guys have to fetch me on that, but... Um, he was already charged with uh, doing the same thing to another girl and, and at a different school or a school district doing the exact same thing. And nothing nothing happened to this kid. But, but I think the – and that's all a travesty, but I think the biggest travesty was the school board trying to silence this guy, right? Oh, absolutely. Like, oh, this isn't happening in our schools. But and then you had these other parents coming up saying, yes, it, it yeah. happened. And, and even the police confirmed that there was an ongoing investigation. Yeah, so, yeah. When the police was like, "No, it, it definitely happened. We're yeah. actually investigating, trying like, to bring charges." Like, yeah, yeah. But it, it there from somebody that I talked to, um, and again, this is just this is just you know me talking to somebody else. This isn't something you're going to necessarily find in the media. You probably can. There's probably actually hard numbers out there. But you have um, 
from what I heard, the United States is actually the largest sex trafficking country in the world. Like, really? And the reason why you get so much pushback from those more often on the right to stop illegal immigration is because of this. Because a lot of these kids that are coming across the border are being sex trafficked. Mm. And so, and it happened more under, under Obama than it ever happened under Trump or anything, but it doesn't matter. They separate kids from families. You know, and then you get the, all these people that get upset about it. Well, why do they p- separate the kids from the adults? Because they're trying to find out who these people are. Mm-hmm. Are these your parents? Yeah. They start going down the rabbit hole. Okay, answer this question, answer this question, answer this question. It's the same thing. When I, when, I was in, when I was an EMT, I used to work with police officers. If we had a domestic dispute, the police officer would ask, and the, well, there would be a couple of them, would ask the husband one question or several questions, and then they'd go ask the wife several questions, and they'd try to see if those questions match up. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's how you could sit there and you could figure this stuff out if you're doing good policing. Right. Well, the same thing on the border, you know, if you're doing good, you know, uh, uh, immigration, you know, if you're trying to actually enforce the stuff correctly, you separate these kids because guess what? These kids are innocents, right? These kids are being brought here because they didn't make a choice for the most part to, to come over here, you know, to travel thousands of miles to come over here to the United States. Mm-hmm. They don't know any better for the most part. Yeah. Um, so you got to separate them because, you know, what we're finding out now you know, the, the information that's coming out, these kids are being sex, sex trafficked, you know, brought here in the United States. And then what are we seeing now? They're getting put on airplanes, flown into cities in the middle of the night, dumped off, and then we never see them again, you know? Yeah, I mean, if you guys really want to delve deep into this, I mean, I re- really recommend you guys watch, uh, you know, any interview by Ed Calderon, right? He's he's a former yeah. Mexican... Um, What's his name? Ed Calderon. Okay. He's a former Mexican... Um, I kind of want to say almost like special forces, kind of like their, their federale, um, that they went after, he went after in his tenure against, um, the cartels. Right. Mm. And obviously he went, you know, he did everything from money laundering with them to sex trafficking and trying to, you know, break up their circles and things. Yeah. And he's a, he's been on like Sean Ryan's show. Oh yeah. Yeah. He even came yeah. on a Tim Pool show as well. Yeah. He's he, on Joe Rogan's show too. Yep. And yeah. he talked, he talks a lot about this and about these, um, these uh, convoys that are coming from South America up to the U S right. And he's saying that some of these parents, like they're, they're getting charged like $5,000 per head to send, to send somebody with a coyote over here to the U S right. A lot of these families, like that's all they're going to be able to save up their entire life. Right. Mm-hmm. So they save it up for their kid for, for them to have a better life and then send them up here. Right. But then again, you send them up here by themselves, you know, kids five years old, 10 years old by themselves, like traveling with this huge caravan of people and the cartels are embedded into this, right? Because they're the ones that really organize it sometimes, and you know, carry them out all the way. Mm-hmm. And he says that they're just they're just looking, right? If you see a pretty, if you see a pretty girl or or kids, that they are immediately tagged with with a different bracelet, right? And if they're if they're eyeballed for trafficking or sex trafficking, they're giving a, a different bracelet as well. And so these, I mean. It, it's just it's just a sad truth that a lot of these kids and, and women and you know even some of the men um, you know they're they're in for a rough life once they get to the U.S. you know and it's it's better to stop them from coming in and, and getting trafficked and you know who knows go, going who knows where doing no, who knows what yep. than you know and to to make it to the U.S. man so. yeah and I think like when you see that separating kids from their parents mm-hmm. I think there's and I I get it. Um, like I, I get the emotional reaction yeah, to it. Yeah, it's more of an optics thing for them yeah, yeah. trying to jump. Oh, for sure. But I can understand logically how yeah. somebody could see that and be all like, "Whoa, what are you doing?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like a knee jerk reaction because yep. then when it come, if you give it time, when it come, then it comes out. It's like, well, 
we were actually worried that these kids are being trafficked. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. What's, then. what's hilarious is that this was also a policy under the Obama administration, right? Like they also separated kids. They also did the same exact thing under them. But obviously because of Trump, like the optics are different, right? Yeah, no. yeah, you know, it's, it's just politics at the end of the well, day. They don't a, really care about these people, man. Well, there's you know? only there's also only an immigration and an illegal immigration problem when there's a Republican in power. If exactly. There's no Republican in power, there's no problem. Like right now, we haven't heard anything, right? Or oh well, no, we did. I'm sorry, <laughs> we had we had the uh, the the uh, the horse whip, you know, uh, yeah. going on on the border with uh, the Haitians. But again, that's kind of off topic. And it's it's funny that they only focus mm-hmm. on the southern border when like you know hundreds of thousands of other immigrants are also Irish, you know, Chinese. <laughs> Over in San Francisco, Chinese, you know, Eastern European, yep. oh, coming through Canada as well. Like, but nobody talks about that stuff because, again, it's all about optics, yep. right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, just you know, our, our our brothers to to the to the south of the U.S., you know, they're just so embedded into the culture nowadays that you know that's that's why they're you know the optics well, are are over there. Yeah, it's sad because it's 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 political upmanship, right, or political yep. opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's like you know what's going to benefit me politically at this point in time, you know, especially for you know you know, whoever may be sitting in a certain seat at a certain time, you know, it's like, oh, we can use this to boost up our numbers and we can get more votes. Based. It's like, that's just disgusting, man. That's just, yeah. and and, and I, I don't think, I know that's why you're starting to see this big swing, right? We keep, Everybody keeps talking about how there's going to be this like red wave. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I'm not the biggest fan of the Republican Party either. Now, I, I, I consider myself, I consider myself conservative, um, libertarian mesh those two together and you have me right you know it's like and i have liberal perspectives on things too it's like i i don't believe in in that you should have uh what is it like like drugs when it comes to marijuana right i'm like legalize that stuff dude people get it all the time they're, they're gonna get it whenever they want it the harder stuff like heroin and stuff like that yeah i think that stuff should definitely be regulated but, you know, uh, but again, this is, you know, not to go too far down that hole, but it's like my perspectives on these things, I think, is what is happening to a lot of people out there now. Right. They're getting they're getting exposed to a lot of this hypocrisy now. And you're starting to see this shift and it's going back towards center right. Yep. But I think a lot of that has to do with with uh, the left. You know, you have the left and you have leftists and the leftists are running as far left as they can at, at warp speed. Yeah. And that's why you're hearing people. It's like, well, I didn't leave the democratic party. The democratic party left me. Yeah. It was like, da- like Dave Rubin for, is a perfect yeah. example. Mm-hmm. He classifies himself as a classic liberal mm-hmm. and he was like, but it's shifted so much now that like, you know, he was all like being for free speech and, you know, taking care of the little guy. Those are classic liberal, I- liberal ideas. And he was like, now he's like, I spout those ideas and I'm labeled as like far right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, so it's crazy how everything's just shifted so far. Um, but it's, it's polarization. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't we jump into another story that we have here? Um, I think this kind of goes back a little bit towards the, the COVID side of things. And it is actually from one of our favorite shows, at least for, uh, yeah. I believe me and Brian. Um, oh, yeah. Have you seen Yellowstone? Oh, yeah. Love yeah, Yellowstone. Great show. Um, so this the article reads, um, Yellowstone star says he won't attend SAG awards over vaccine requirements. And I believe this is from the, is it the Atlantic? Uh, post-millennial. Post-millennial. Yeah. So if, uh, you know, you don't live in a deep dark hole somewhere and you've actually watched, if you've actually watched Yellowstone, this guy is, he's a real life cowboy. Um, he, uh, 
He's probably one of the most underrated actors on the show because he, I don't actually think he has an acting background. He is, um, like I said, a cowboy. But uh, he said, uh, this was last Wednesday, he said, um, his name's uh, 4J Smith. He posted a, a now-deleted Instagram video where he said he would not be attending the Screen Actors Guild Award because they require all in admittance to be vaccinated against COVID. Again, going back to our first topic we talked about. Um, despite... Uh, Despite receiving industry accolades for his performance as Lloyd Pierce, entering in a nomination for outstanding performance by an ensemble in a drama series, Smith uh, explained the situation to the supporters. I mean, no offense to anyone. I'm not vaccinated. Uh, and it's, it's uh, a requirement to be vaccinated to be at the Screen Actors Guild Award. Smith said before um, uh, railing on the uh, lengthy requirements for boosters and masks and the official demand. But basically, you know... Like a lot of other people, he decided that I'm not going to get the shot. I'm not going to get the Fauci out you. I'm, a, I'm not, uh, you know, even though he's he's an older guy, yep. he's like, I don't feel that this is something for me, you know, regardless of his beliefs. But now he's not going to go attend the, the Screen Actors Guild Award, which to me is fine because all these awards are, it's like we're just giving awards to ourselves and we're self-flagellating. You know, it's like, I don't care who it's you like Little League Awards, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. who, who gives a crap? I was going to say, does cares, anybody man. even watch the SAG Awards? No, I no, mean, not really. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember the last I time think, I saw an Oscars or a SAG yeah. or any. Well, I don't think I've ever seen the SAG. The is SAG. Basically, I don't think I've it's ever basically seen like SAG anybody once. who's an actual actor, right? You have to pay a due, and then you get your Screen Actors Guild card or something like that. And then you know, so again, it's like it's like, well, we're gonna give ourselves an award at the SAG, and then we're gonna go to the Oscars and give ourselves another award because we're so awesome. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It, it's. Um, I mean, I think the narrative's shifting with, with this kind of crap, man. Um, I mean, you see all these countries in Europe and all over the world that are like, you know, canceling their vaccine mandates and requirements and mask mandates. Like, I think the UK just, I think they they're officially completely open now. Um, yeah, I think Boris Johnson just announced. Was it today? Maybe, I think maybe, it was. Yeah, today or yesterday. Last, like, yeah, the yesterday. final requirements of everything is 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 being uh, shut down. But I mean, I think here in the states too. I and I think honestly, it's because of the midterms that the narrative is shifting. Right, the people. All these uh, Democrats are going to be able to say, like, hey, look at me. Like, I, I was the one that, that, that took these uh, requirements away, you know? Like, you guys should you guys should support me for this kind of stuff. But little little do people. Well, you know what they're going to do, right? They're going to, they're gonna, you know, uh, Lloyd's going to end up going to the train station. Yep. Um, <laughs> unfortunately. Um. Folks, sorry about that. And a little technical difficulties with uh, one of our cameras. Um so, yeah, Brian, you want to jump into our next story really quick? Yeah, sure. Uh, so, unfortunately, you're not going to see my beautiful face on here. My beard <laughs> broke the camera. Um, yeah, so this is from uh, the Tatum Report. If you guys don't know, uh, uh, Brandon Tatum, um, he has a, a website called the Tatum Report, and uh, he has an article on here that says, Black conservative Republicans on the rise, and liberal Democrats hate it. Of course they do. Of course they do. <laughs> I'm not even going to get into this article because we already know what it is, but it's not just black conservatives. Mm. You have Latino conservatives. You have Asian conservatives. I just, I, like, I think it was less than a month ago, I just saw they took a poll, and it was like, it was a leftist poll site. I can't, it, you know, it's not even one of the conservatives. It was a leftist poll site where they polled um, um, Latino women and men, and over 50% of them said that they were going to vote Republican, right? More, mm. more so men than women, but over 50%. This is not going the way that the left thinks it's going to go. You know, when you when you sit there and you tell somebody that because of the color of your skin, 
you can't do certain things. You're not going to be able to do certain things without big daddy government helping you out. Well, we saw how well that did for the Native Americans. You know, it didn't work out too well. It never works out too well. And anybody telling you that you can't do something because of your color, the color of your skin is racist, right? Yeah. Any any skin color for that yeah. matter, right? Yeah. I mean, I just the it, the fact that we're still even having this these these types of conversation in this day and age, man, is is ridiculous. And it just it just goes to show you the polarization and you know just the the politics that go into everything. Well, yeah, and then, yeah, you have to. I I firmly believe, and and people can get mad at me and whatnot, but I believe the Democratic Party would be in in more shambles than it is right now if they didn't have the race hucksters out there pushing this racism stuff that they do all the time. But one of the things you see, too, is that you have these people who come out as conservative, predominantly the big ones we always see, like Candace Owens, Brandon Tatum, uh, Larry Elder, who's been a conservative for a long time. Um, They never talk about Thomas Sowell, you know. God forbid ever talk about that guy. He's like a pillar of – I mean, there's – there are scant few people on this earth that I would ever geek out about if I if I met in person. <laughs> I've met many celebrities when I lived out in Arizona. I mean, out in Atlanta, right? I met Tyler Perry. I met Janet Jackson. I was in a movie with Janet Jackson. You're not going to see me because I was an extra. I'm like the Brad Pitt of extras. I've been in like three three Tyler Perry movies. I'm not joking. But anyway, but um, you know, you're starting to see uh, a lot of these these people that are coming out when they find out that these people are conservative and they're sitting there saying, it's like, well, we're going to deperson them. You know, what does it say? You're not, you're not, uh, you're not kin folk, you're skin folk or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. You know, it's like, yep. that, that's the dumbest thing ever. Because you know what? Yeah. If you're white, I'm, granted, I'm, I am white. And whatever that means, you know, because God forbid, you know, uh, you lump everybody into one big pile and, la- and slap a label on them and that actually means something. Uh, but, you know, uh, me being white and, and somebody that I know is white and they're liberal and I'm a Republican, that, that, that doesn't mean that you're not whatever race that you are, that we are. We don't share that same race. That's that's idiotic. Well, as our as our re- uh, resident ethnic uh, minority here, I can just tell you that everything that they're telling you about this is complete BS. Well, please, I mean, please, please, please enlighten us on this because you have a good perspective on this. Well, let me, <laughs> minority face. <laughs> I don't know. Pull your card out. Pull your card out. Uh, hold on. Uh, it's, uh, my wallet's my hair. Okay, but, crap. Um, but no, yeah. I mean, it's just the 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 one line that I always listen to, and I'm just like, how do people listen to this and not just believe that it's just complete garbage? What they're telling you is the fact that it's it's the the line. I forgot who said it, but they're like, they're like, only white people can be racist. Oh, that's unless black. you're Candace Owens, right? Bla- or black people can't be racist except Candace Owens, or except you know um, Officer Tatum, or except Thomas soul. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you're just like thinking about it, but you just said, if you're black, you can't be racist. They're like, no, no, no. They're, they're the face of white, of a white, suprem- of black, su- white, black supremacy or something like it doesn't, you, you can't even flow. They're, they're skin folk. They're not kin folk. Exactly. I'm like, well, um, the ironic so, thing man. is it gets so far away from like what Dr. Martin Luther King said. It's like you judge them on the content of their character and not by the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. Oh, they hate when you, when you and, uh, uh, speak, uh, Martin Luther King to them. They're just like, oh, you, you can't quote him to us. Yeah. It's like, what? It's like, I mean, that's, that's, that, that's an <laughs> anathema to everything that he's, he, he was teaching. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you know, you, you see uh, politically uh, right now one of the dumbest things that I've ever heard anybody ever say, and that it's a stretch, but it's there, um, our president talking about uh, that he's, he's going to elect the smartest, most talented black woman. Not the most talented you know, a uh, uh, person, person, period, period. Yep. just a black woman. Yep. But this guy, right, this this president 
was one of the main ones that was going after Clarence Thomas, attacking him for his yep, nomination yep. for for his seat in the Supreme Court. Yep. Yep. And another one was, um, I think under the Bush administration, he tried to nominate a black woman to the Supreme Court, and Biden was one of the ones going after her mm-hmm. and knocking her down as well. I mean, it goes back and forth. I mean, the Republicans also do it back to the Democrats. Yeah. I mean, you, but not on a racial, not thing. on a racial basis. Yeah, I mean, everybody's like, "Oh, the, you know, the Republicans are the party of of, of racism." I'm like, when? I'm like, show me proof, man. You know, give me data. You, you, they're all just like, "Oh, well, you know, they they always go back to like, oh, the the Democrats switch, you know, the big the big party switch and all big that." Lie. It's a big lie, man. If you actually delve deep into history and like look look at exactly mm-hmm. what the party lines were and stuff. You'll see that the Democrats have always been the party of segregation and racism, yep. always. Carol, Carol M. Swain, Doctor Carol M. Swain, you can mm-hmm. you can look her up. She's a black woman. She debunks the whole party switch thing. You know, oh, um, she's racist then. She's yeah, racist. yeah. She's and then be racist. Yeah, she was a single mother, <laughs> raising raising a couple daughters, I think, putting herself through school, getting her PhD all the way up from her bachelor's degree to her PhD. Mm-hmm. Right, single black woman, and she's a conservative. She's a Republican. But she's, you know, she's obviously racist, but she debunks the whole thing about the the party switch. Dennis D'Souza did a whole video on this, debunking the whole party switch thing. But that was the argument I used to always come up with. Obviously, I went to a, I went to an HBCU. Well, they tend to be more liberal at mm-hmm. almost any college, you know, so this isn't going to be any different just because it's a black college. But it was a very liberal school. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm also a member of Alpha Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Well, we would always get into arguments uh, on politics or whatnot. And at the time, I was liberal, but... I was starting to awaken, right? Certain things that I read, certain things that I was seeing, it was just like, oh, this doesn't seem right. It's weird, yeah. Yeah, but we'd get into these arguments about stuff. One of them was like the voter ID thing. It's like, oh, the voter ID is racist. And I was like, but you need an ID to go drive a car. You need an ID to go buy alcohol. You need an ID to get on an airplane. You need an ID to go to rent, rent an apartment. <laughs> like, yeah. To There's, rent a car. So, like, so yeah. what you're yeah. saying is, what you're saying is, this is not me saying this, this is them saying this. You're saying is that black people are too stupid to go out and get an ID, a photo ID to be able to do the most basic things of life. Right. That's what yeah, you're saying. But, but if you go out in the streets and like talk to you know, regular black people and they, I've, I've seen several videos of people doing this. They're like, Hey, do you have ID? You know, do you know anybody uh, from the black community that doesn't have ID? They're like, no, that's stupid, right? It's all it's 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 propaganda, man. That that black people, that minority communities do not have access to the DMV. Well, why do you? Everybody think, has access to that piece of crap. Well, why do you got? Why do you guys think that there's starting to be this swing towards the right now with when it comes to minorities? I when it comes to minorities, in, in what way though? Like, like just, you're starting to see them at uh, this political swing. You're starting to see people like you're starting to see becoming can- more conservative. Yeah, yeah. becoming more yeah, yeah. conservative. Right. Oh, you mean the minority community is becoming yep. more conservative? Yep. Well, I think for, I don't know. I f- this is just my own personal opinion. From what it seems like to me, is it seems like um, the people who've been pushing this stuff think that think that the average person is just, is just not intelligent enough to catch on to what they're doing, mm-hmm. which is an insult to. To your average, you know, your average person, people aren't stupid. They're, they're going to be like, okay, yeah, no, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, the, um, the average person, I mean, their cares are about providing for their family, keeping yeah. a roof over their heads. You know, how am I going to pay the, pay the bills? Like they're, they're, they're. Which they're, has nothing to do with skin color. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, no. Or, or, you know, the, the woke, the woke agenda. Nobody really cares about that, man. Mm-hmm. The only people that care about that and use that are people that are looking are looking for for an outlet for you know their own insecurities or or whatever it is man you know yeah. they uh, granted 
Does racism racism exist out there? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Am I and saying it's it? wrong. Is it, I'm, and it's absolutely wrong. Have I have I dealt with racism in my life? Absolutely. Yeah. But I'm not I'm not going to tout an entire, you know, race the white people as as racist, you know. But I've been I've experienced racism from a myriad of other races, mm-hmm. right, and skin colors, not just white people. And so the fact that that people are saying this is is it's absolutely moronic. Right, and I see. I think the the minority communities are, are seeing that, and they're, like the like Kyle said, they're not stupid, right? People are like, I don't care about that. I care about gas prices. Yeah, I care about why why gas is so expensive, and I can't get to work now, right? Yep. I care about rent going up like crazy. I care why I can't afford a, a to buy a car now because they're the prices have gone so so high up. I think that's what they care about, and they, they see that the the right or let's say the Republican Party are are kind of offering more outs. In, in that sense, than you know the Democratic Party, which is just like, oh, it's it's the fault of racism. Well, there's a, there's and a Trump. There's a, there's a well, there's a funny video out there too, and and I'm, I'm bringing this this video up because it kind of leads it's into what we're talking about. But if you've ever watched PragerU, there's this guy on PragerU. Excuse me, I can't remember his name. Blonde guy. He's uh he's like their main guy. He goes out and talks to people on the street, and he has the show with oh uh, Will Will Will, Will Wit. Will Wit. Yeah, Will he Witt. has a show with Amala. Yeah, can't remember her last name. I can't You're gonna butcher it anyway. Name. I'm gonna butcher it. <laughs> Wonder, wonderful girl. I remember, I remember her coming out on Instagram. I used to watch her videos all the time. She's doing great. But anyway, Will, Will Witt, You know, this was before they started doing a show together. He was out in in California, and he was he was out on the beach, and or no, he was at Berkeley. So he put on a sombrero, Berkeley. put on a sombrero, and he put on you know a poncho, yep. and he put on this big huge mustache, and you know oh, he, yeah, he, he, yeah you know he looked like he looked like your 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 quintessential old school movie like Mexican. Sorry, it's racist. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're Mexican, right? So I can say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> if you guys saw me shave my beard and just leave my mustache, you'd be like, he eats burritos on a daily basis. Yeah. So so Will Witt goes around and he's walking around Berkeley, and and, and I'm sure you guys have remember seeing this video, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you should look it up on 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 uh, YouTube. And he's asking all these students, you know, do you do you like my outfit? You know, and they're like, that's racist. That's cultural appropriation. Every student he talked to, white, black, Hispanic, it didn't matter. And then they show a parallel video and he goes to this part of town that's that it's all these like Hispanic vendors and, you know, food places Mm -hmm. and stores. They're like, oh, you look great. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) 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 And it's like, and the whole thing is like, he wasn't trying to make fun of anything that there wasn't his intention or anything. Mm -hmm. You know, he was, he was trying to prove a point, you know, it's all like. You have this. You have this invisible boogeyman out there. That again, we, we're not saying that racism doesn't exist, but to the extent that you're saying it exists, no. Uh, we, I think the the media is highly responsible for fanning the flames of this stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. And well, just, what what's the with the phrase? Um, if it bleeds, it leads. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's all for ratings. Headlines, um, yeah, man. And ratings and headlines. Yeah. It, like it's clickbait. The more yeah. you know. Well, what was that that recent thing that just happened where they had the parade and the guy ran over all the people and they were just like, he, like they're praying this guy's white and he's on the right and it wasn't turned out being it was a black guy and then all of a sudden the, like the ten thing foot dreadlocks it's gone yeah <laughs> the, the video goes away and nobody's even following the story anymore but this guy's getting sentenced right yeah I mean but you see you see plenty of stuff like that but, or, you, but then you see domestic terrorists you know at school board meetings mm-hmm. otherwise known as parents well well to get back to the the core of the story where we're getting more minorities that are becoming conservative right and it's not it's not a political affiliation a conservative conservative ideal is a philosophy right Mm -hmm. in a sense right it's it's and so um brandon tatum brought this up in one of his podcasts and he was like you know 
I felt like, you know, my whole life, because he grew up, he was a liberal most of his life. He's like, I grew up, I didn't like white people. And he, you know, he played football. He wanted to go in the NFL. That didn't happen. He ended up becoming a police officer and he became a really good police officer. But he's like, you know, when he became a police officer, he started seeing reality. He started seeing what stuff was really like. And he was just like, man, again, racism exists. It didn't exist on the level I thought it did. There's bad people out there, you know, but does it affect me how, you know, I mean, does this, does this the biggest deal in my life or what am I paying for gas this week? Mm-hmm. You know, how much is my rent going up? Yeah. You know, uh, can I feed my kids? Yeah. These are the biggest concerns in life, you know, and, and he talks about that. But then when he also realizes like, is like when he found out about Thomas Sowell or he found out about Larry Elder, yeah. it was like, he's like, I found out this whole side of my family that I didn't even know existed. You know, that my family tried to hide them from me, right? It's like, oh, these are your weird cousins. Don't talk to them. Yeah. But then you come <laughs> to find out, it's like, no, my family was the weird one. My cousins were the ones that were sane. <laughs> That's Dude, crazy, if, man. Yeah, for those of you who aren't listening, if you haven't read or seen any videos of Thomas Sowell, you need Highly. to look It's captivating, up. man. Yeah. Absolutely captivating. Watch every video he has on yeah. YouTube. Everyone, the, the, the man is, in, he's in his 90s. I think he just turned 90. Again, he is the the one person on this earth I would geek out over if oh, I met yeah. him in real life. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, Thomas, yeah. so if you're watching, we'd love to have you on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> any time, yeah. anywhere. Apparently, he's 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 a photographer, so that's like his big thing now. He's just he's he retired from politics. He retired from well, he was, he wasn't a politician, but he retired yeah. from. Wasn't he an academic? Yeah, yeah he, he was in academia. Economics, economics was yeah. a big thing. So, and the funny thing is, is when he went to college, he talks about this. He was a Marxist, right? Mm. And Milton Friedman was his professor when he was at, um, uh, I think it was one of the schools in Chicago. Um, and he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, I was under, under Milton Friedman. I was a Marxist. And everybody's like, how are you a, a Marxist under Milton Friedman? He's like, well, I was. And they're like, well, so what changed you? And he's all like, I went to work for the government in Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing will open your eyes more than bureaucracy will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, but that I think is getting back to the main point of that government, media is fanning these flames, but these, you know, these minorities are seeing this and they're just like, yeah, I'm not falling for this, man. Yeah. And like I said, like the Hispanic community, what I think you're starting to see is you're starting to see uh, leftists, not liberals, leftists starting to dump the black community. Right, because the black community it's not working out for them. Well, they, they make up twelve percent, twelve thirteen percent, generously of the population. Right, where the Hispanics are starting to make up a majority of the population. Yep. Okay. Well, we got to go after that. Yep. You know, and so what are we going to do? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna allow our border to be porous because uh, we have uh, uh, predominantly most of the the immigrants you know that are coming across the uh, southern border. Not all of them are Hispanic. Cranking yep. up that census, man. Yeah, and then we're gonna take them and we're just gonna bury them in these cities. You know. And Oddly enough, man, we're gonna we're gonna place- hold on, hold on. we're gonna we're gonna allow you to vote without, oh, yeah, without an York. ID, yep. without an because that's racist. Yep, unless you're Cuban. <laughs> Oddly enough, all these all these um, all these immigrants where they're dropping them off is is conservative uh, cities and states. Yeah, well, and you know they're trying to bump up they're trying to bump up um, the census in those yeah. in those places and obviously change the demographic, you know, and and the thinking to to win back you know power when you know when it's time. Well, I just thought it was funny. It was like um, the idea was like kind of open borders, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then uh, but like most Cubans are conservative. Oh, the hu- hugely yeah, huge conservative, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so it was so like well, that's why they're not considered Hispanic anymore by the left. They yep. consider them white. Yep. Same, yep. same with uh, yeah, Venezuelans. Venezuelans, yep. Venezuelans are 
and well, now now also uh, Chileans and Peruvians because uh, I think it's either the president of Peru or Chile, the new one, is a complete total communist, and he just took power, mm. and everybody's like, "Holy crap, dude!" You know, bad stuff is about to happen to the to South America again. Well, I think it's hilarious though too is that you see uh, from time to time when he's actually in the White House in the Oval Office behind President Biden, you'll actually see a bust of Cesar Chavez, right? Oh. And if anybody actually, you do your homework and you actually know who Cesar Chavez is, it's pretty, it's pretty funny because, you know, as much as, as Biden touts, you know, we need to have, we need to have more efficient uh, immigration, which I agree with 100%. Yep. No conservative is going to argue with you on that, yep. you know, but getting back to the point of Cesar Chavez, Cesar Chavez used to be down, you know, he'd go down to the border and with, and he was a big union guy. Well, he would go to the border with a lot of these enforcers predominantly Hispanic, you know, from Mexico. They go down there, and they would literally, they called it the wet line. They'd go down there, and they'd literally beat back the Mexicans and the Hondurans and the Guatemalans and beat them back across the border. Why? Because when they came across the border to work, they brought down the wages because they would work for a whole lot less money because to them, that's still a lot of money. And Cesar Chavez with with the uh, the unions, well, they didn't want that to happen. You can't, can't bring the dollar down when it comes to the unions, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's like, well, you have this dichotomy now, right? It's like, oh, we want to support the unions, you know, we want to we want to support uh, uh, immigration, but you're really not. You're supporting illegal immigration, and so here's this bust of Cesar Chavez. It's like clearly didn't do your homework on this guy because he would have disagreed with you on that. It, it all so. comes down to money, man. And then again, optics, right? I mean, you see all these um, all these college kids nowadays, like just spouting and wearing that's that chavez shirt and mm-hmm. you go up to me like you know who that is <laughs> oh, like oh yeah it's chavez he's like you know what he did oh, oh, he was a great guy he, he was a revolutionary i was like oh, you're a complete oh, total che, che Guevara. sorry yeah, yeah. Come, on, chavez. come on my bad my bad <laughs> che, che Guevara. and they're like and they're like and they're like oh yeah he was a great guy he's like you know what he did right and like hey, he's a revolutionary you know he's a great guy murder <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like he, he completed genocide yeah. yeah they're like what Oh, yeah. but he was a doctor, <laughs> which they actually can't find any no records on him being him. an actual doctor. But yeah. the guy, yeah, he murderer. Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah, yeah. We, lo- we love these. We love these revolutionaries. It's like you always seem to love the revolutionaries that are mass murderers. You know, <laughs> like like when they asked uh, Elizabeth Warren, I believe it was Elizabeth Warren. They were like, you know, who's somebody that you look up to uh, as a great, you know, world leader or whatever? And she was like Mao, and it's like uh, Mao. What the. <laughs> Yeah, people were murdered. He murdered like, more people than than <laughs> almost anybody over a, a close to. Well, I mean, they can't really find records on it, but I think it's like ninety million people yeah, they've the murdered. Crazy it's, amount, man. You know, but it's like, yeah, we're always going to look to these revolutionaries. These are the people that we we, we really like, you know. And then I think uh, I think it's it's that is waking people up because people see that, like you're saying, we have the Cubans that are coming over here. You know, it's like nobody from the United States is floating on a door to go to Cuba. But they're they're trying to get over here any way that they can, and yeah. I, and I'm I'm okay with that. You know, you're trying to get yep. you're trying to get away from a place that is actually murdering you, that is actually wiping you out, like Venezuelans, right? Um, I met a couple girls uh, that were both from Venezuela. We call them the Marias. They're both Maria, right? And so I asked them. I was like, okay, I keep hearing all this stuff about Venezuela. You know, the socialist country. You know, we see this stuff on 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 TV, and it's like, and and I don't agree with socialism whatsoever. And I tend to believe the stuff that I'm seeing. Tim Pool was there. He actually had to run out of there because they were trying to kill him. Yeah. yeah and so yeah. I'm like, I'm like, what is your perspective? Is this really going on? And they like looked at me like I was retarded. And they're like, yes, absolutely. They're like, and the sad part is we can't go back. You yeah. know, because you're a traitor once you leave, right? Well, the, why would they want to go back? Yeah, nobody they, wants yeah. to go back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you you look at Venezuela, 
30, 40 years ago, they had like the fourth largest economy in the world. I mean, they were, they were, they were going, they have the, like the most oil reserves of any country in the world. I mean, they're just sitting on this wealth, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, but much like when socialism takes over, uh, uh, you know, uh, a country like that, you know, or, or when a government takes, gets corrupt like that, you see that like ours, right? You know, it's like, it's kind of a weird segue, but, um, the reason why I bring this up is because you had the bunny ranch or some, it was like a prostitution ranch out in like Nevada. It's right? still there, man. Well, it failed, right? Or it was going under or something like that. Well, apparently in like Nevada that anytime something goes under like that, the government has to step in and take it and they have to run it for a year or something. Mm-hmm. And they ran it into the ground. I'm like, you, you literally can't sell that. <laughs> you could get you could get you could get uh almost anybody off the street and they can sell that <laughs> and do fairly well <laughs> but you look at look at only fans <laughs> oh my gosh man. sorry i went off Total way bad i pulled an ian <laughs> ian we love you well what why do you guys think that um academia has been has been just so f- far radically left like and it has always been that way well before we even get into that you went to college Mm -hmm. mike kyle yep and i went to college so we all have a pretty good perspective of what college is like Kyle. um i i mean the what's the cause of it like why 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 has it always been so so far left-leaning you know, and progressively getting getting worse to the point where like now like it's they have like cur- curricula for uh, curriculum for you know communism and Marxism, I mean, and Marxism. As far as why, I mean, I don't know. I I mean, I I guess you can give theories as to why, because um, that was now granted. I didn't have a ton of professors that were very far leaning, but I did have my my fair share of them, and. Like that was the thing for me, for me personally, it's like, I didn't have necessarily a problem, um, with your views, but I did have an issue with, you know, like when that replaced the curriculum, Mm. it's all like, it's like stick to the curriculum. Like I'm not coming here. I'm not paying you to indoctrinate me. Um, or if they try to shut you down when you try to push back. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't stand that. Um, Cause there'd be times where, you know, I'd be, I'd be in one of my courses and you know, there's one way, I think there's one way to approach it being like, Hey, you know, here's what the facts are. Here's my kind of thoughts on it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think there's value in taking in all different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was the problem that I had is when they portrayed it as like, this is the way and the only way. Um, like I remember, um, I had a professor that, um, was more left leaning and like, we happened to be on the subject of like terrorism and he was all like, well, the way to solve terrorism is just give them jobs. And like, that was it. And I was all like, um, I was like, (laughs) I kind of hard disagree. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I like kind of raised my hand and I was like, um, I mean, that may take, care of maybe some of the foot soldiers maybe but i mean if you look the at like diehard the, fundamentalists yeah if you look at like bin laden and zawahiri and the, these guys are not college educated they were college educated wealthy. yeah they are very wealthy um they're like uh, educated in like oxford and stuff right like no here harvard. in the u.s no, yeah, harvard yeah. yeah um 
And it's all like, so for them, it wasn't a lack of opportunity or lack of wealth. It was, it was an ideology. Mm -hmm. Like, so giving them a job, I would argue would not stop them from doing what they were doing. And so I'm all like, um, so it was like instances like that. And I remember, oh man, I remember the professor was, he just kind of gave me the stink eye. Of course. And I was all like, look, I'm not trying to be controversial or anything. I'm just. But you're I mean, wrong. <laughs> but like, let's, you know, let's think about this critically. Like, um, so that was always, I don't know why. Um, maybe, I mean, maybe it's the whole ego thing. Like no one wants to be wrong. Um, well, everyone I, thinks I, that their way is the way. I mean, I uh, think, but I think, yeah, I don't know. I think popularly like now what people believe that it's either, it's either because the culture has shifted and people are, are kind of leaning more left that they're kind of like, you know, they, they look towards the left leaning figures in history and they're like, Oh, you know, they, they, they didn't succeed because of certain obstacles in their way. Right. If they actually did it the right way, like how people are saying like, Oh, th- that comment, that communist country or, or person, they failed because they weren't doing it the right way, but we, we can do it the right way. So they try to do that. Or then there's yeah. also the, you know, more conspiracy leaning thing. It's like outside influence from other countries. Right. And, you know, enemies of, of, of of the United States kind of influencing and, and moving, you know, shifting the culture over, over many decades towards, towards, you know, kind of a degradation of, of the society so that the country can kind of implodes on itself. Yeah. Well, um, I had a lot of interesting experiences in college and, uh, I do remember like one of the things that really, again, it was one of those pivotal moments, you know, which led to the direction I am now, but I had this professor, black professor, just happened to be black. And uh, it was a writing course. Um, and I remember we were going through this course on writing and he was like, look, you know, this is an objective part of it. So when you write this paper, you have to write it objectively. Okay. You cannot put your bias into this. And, you know, he walks you through how to, how to write this paper. Like half the class failed it because they couldn't write it objectively. They, had, they kept putting their own <laughs> bias into this. And it's like, you know, he's like, he's like this isn't hard. You know? Is this on a curve? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, because of that, you know, and he, he brought up this lecture. He goes, look, he goes, he goes, when you write stuff, he's like, especially if you're going to get into journalism, the things that you write can really dictate the way someone's going to think and you can lead them down this path. And he's all like, and that's not your job. Your job is to, as a journalist, and again, this wasn't a journalist course. He was just speaking about journalism in general. He's like, your job is to present the facts and allow the people to make the decisions, you know, present it all. And then you can even put in there, hey, my personal opinion at the end, I think this, you know, Yeah. but you have to specifically say that, you know, um, I remember one time in college, um, I had this class, uh, this was at Clark and, uh, this professor, she was kind of, she was, she was funny, you know, she was an old, like she was a retiree and she was just doing this for fun kind of thing, you know? And, and so anyway, uh, this was like towards the end of the class and, and it was like the last couple of days and she, She's like, I want to show you guys something. This is a big lecture hall. It's like 100 people in the class. And so she puts up this thing on Margaret Sanger, right? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, so I'm just sitting there. And, of course, I'm like, I'm the only, I'm, I'm, it's Clark. I'm one of the only, like, there's two, two white guys there, right? And one of them was the kicker. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> so, anyway. He, just, um, he looks over at you. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, I was the only white guy in the, in the class. But, anyway, so. So, of course, you know, everybody's, like, watching it. You know, and I, I'm looking around, and, and I'm trying to, like, gauge people's perspectives in their faces, and I see all their faces lighting up. But then it just starts going down. Margaret Sanger, you know, she started this whole thing with abortion, and she mm-hmm. was the founder of Planned Parenthood. 
And then it starts going into, oh, she was tied into eugenics. Mm -hmm. And, oh, she, you know, was a racist. And she used to work with the KKK. And, and oh, she didn't like black people too much. And I'm like, I start like, I'm like that meme. I pull up the popcorn and I just start like eating the popcorn. Like, you got to be kidding me. She's showing this. And I'm like looking around and I'm seeing these confused looks on these, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, to use uh, uh, Rush Limbaugh's favorite quote, you know, brains full of mush, you know, because it's just like. They've never heard this stuff yep, before. Never. Never heard this stuff before. It's like Planned Print was just a place I could go to after a one-night deal and you know, I could get something fixed. And it's like, this lady was a very bad person and she did not like you, you know? And so the professor, of course, after she shows the whole video, it, it was actually kind of refreshing. A lot of people were like, I didn't know that. I've never heard that. And I was all like, okay, cool. But of course, you had to have like your three wokest. This was before the whole woke thing came out, you know. And it's like that's bullcrap. This isn't true. This is that's all fake. That's all just that's right wing propaganda. And it's just like the professor's like, "Well, explain." And they couldn't explain it. And I, I was just like, "Holy crap!" I was like, <laughs> "I was like, accidental truth came out in the university. That's amazing, you know." Um, oh my gosh! But it, it, it was kind of it was kind of an interesting moment to to see and and kind of see see some eyes. Uh, yeah, open up opened. because of that. Yeah. The yeah. deep lies, man, that, that that people will will just come kind of like keep regurgitating and it just goes down down the family line, you know, until like nobody knows the truth the truth mm -hmm. until like the facts are presented. You're like, What the heck? My parents never told me that. Yeah, it's like my just, parents always told me this is a good place to go to. It's mm -hmm. all like uh, honesty is always the best policy. And it's all like even with hard topics, it's like just just be honest. Yeah. Like don't try, you know. Talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. And I don't think there's any easy question or there's any easy answer to why colleges are going down this path. There's a, there's a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, it's like, why did Rome fall? You know, there's, there's, yeah. a, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you can add into this. But um, we're seeing it. I think I think a big one is that, you know, government gives them money, right? Yeah. So they don't have to worry about losing money because they're never going to lose money because government's always going to be there to, to give them some cash. Sugar daddy's always going to be there every first of the month. I got you. I got you. You know? <laughs> more temporary government program right oh my gosh. well guys i think this is a good good point to stop and yeah. just want to say thank you for your opinions and thoughts and to our listeners apologize for the camera going down and taking this uh beautiful viking face away for you guys but uh we'll have it all fixed up for next time and um you guys want to say anything yeah anything um else please you know uh watch a video share a video uh comment please comment if you have uh reply we don't we don't care if you disagree with us in fact we we want you to disagree with us we want to we want to see that stuff we want you guys to to respond um let us know uh what you think and uh, we'll continue to put out some videos and and uh keep this uh this podcast rolling yeah i agree um like and subscribe um yeah send us as much feedback as we can um, and also, if there's things that you guys want us to discuss on here, um, let us know. And, uh, yeah, I hope, hope everyone found this first episode informative and enjoyed it. Absolutely. So. Yeah, if you guys want us, want us to talk about anything, share it in the comments. You know, let us know. Um, again, I think this, is, this podcast is just about, you know, getting facts out there and also just getting, uh, you know, fresh opinions and thoughts and ideas and not just, you know, you guys viewing the same channels over and over again and, you know, as as time progresses, we'll try to get some uh, really cool guests on the show and, you know, get their perspective as well. And not just from, you know, conservative leaving people, but also from, from the left if anybody else wants to come on, come on board sure. and, and, you know, talk with us and share their opinions. But again, you can follow us on uh, Rumble uh, first and foremost. 
And then obviously on YouTube until they take us down. <laughs> well, also on all your other main uh, social media social media platforms. Um, um, and yeah, thanks a lot for 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 your views. And uh, again, share and subscribe and like. Thanks a lot, guys.